are bringing you a ray of sunshine this morning, Carl. So are you ready? Ready for what? For no oh. rain. Oh, for... but yes, yes, yes. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for all of those things. Well, we had a week of record rainfall ever, ever, ever. Yes. yes. I know. So, And my favorite watering hole was under four feet of water. And I am very positive that Deer Creek Bar and Grill will open back up in Maplewood. And I know they're going to do it. And it's going to be amazing when they come back, come back better than ever again. And I hear that Ferguson Brewhouse uh, had flooded uh, area. So there's a bunch. Of, yeah, there's a bunch of uh, places that have been affected by the weather and are having pop-ups with the food that they have because it's going to go, you know. They have to get so, rid of the food. It, it won't, and they can't refrigerate it because it's already been out. Yeah. We'll talk to our guest, Leanne Matthews from the Westport Playhouse reopening. And then we'll talk about Bullet Train around minute 24, around minute 33, Luck, around minute 37, Easter Sunday, minute 45, Alone Together, around minute 51, The Color Purple, and around minute 58, our theater roundup. We wish let's everybody. get to our guest, Lynn. Yes, we will want everybody, but you can watch this indoors. The Westport <laughs> Playhouse, which I know, Carl, you have been at. Yes. Times. Okay. Now we have to do a full disclosure. My wife used to work for Paul Emery, who ran the Westport Playhouse, but our guest, Leanne Matthews, used to work for Paul Emery because she did his shows, and now it's come full circle because she's helping run the place. Um, welcome, Leanne Matthews, the new artistic director of the Westport Playhouse. Hi, so nice to be here. Well, nice to uh, have you here and congratulations. And I recall I saw you on stage in, uh, I think, 2006 in Menopause the Musical. And that's when you first came here, right? That's correct. Yes. So, uh we, yeah, as I'm sure many of you know, that show was pretty popular and Very. Uh, opened in 2006. And I was not originally from St. Louis. In fact, that was what brought me here. Um, the assumption was it was going to run for a couple of months and then I would move on. And uh, it ran for 16 months in a row. <laughs> and, and in that time, I met people that I fell in love with and became good friends with and I got a cat and a dentist and next thing <laughs> I knew I lived in St. Louis that's hilarious because you know you don't play actors are always looking for the next gig but if the gigs you don't want to look a gift horse in the mouth because if something's working and it's working for you you stick with it yeah and it was a blast it was and uh, it we revived the show several times the the other cast members and I are all still very very close I mean it was it, it was one of those really life-changing experiences our friend Lori Mack Carl and Lori was actually in she was not in menopause she was in I love you you're perfect now change okay. which was the show that we did together right after menopause finally closed in 2007 okay that's what I saw because yeah. I remember Lori. So and, the and last... as there, was, there was also the church ladies. Oh, yeah. I was in that one, too. Yeah. That one. The church basement ladies. Yeah. And, and I it... done a couple different versions of that one. There are actually, I think there are eight different versions. Wow. You know how, like, Nonsense has other versions. There are right. eight basement ladies. We've done two at Westport so far. Um, 
and they were really popular too. So I, I think there, there, you know, could be another one in our future. We'll see. Oh, without giving anything away. <laughs> well, I, the last thing I recall you did and correct me if I'm wrong was uh, you directed Avenue Q Oh, in that 2019. Was a, that was a great version of that show. It was because it was really up close and personal, which I like about Westport. I've seen uh, many a show there. I've seen the the Patsy Kleins, the two that uh, stages did out there, and some other of uh, things. And uh, I just what I like about uh, that venue is there's not a bad seat. And it's you intimate. Feel, yes, you feel really close to everything, but also conveniently located in the Westport Plaza area, you have the benefit of good parking and free parking. And basically, I mean, I know they the lot charges, but I don't know. Every time I'm there for KTRS, it's not it's not. It's yes, but there there are a lot of free parking and there are a lot of places to uh Eat and drink. Right. Because you can try Westport Social. And also there's. Uh, Trainwreck. Yeah. And uh, I know the Jovic Brothers Deli people personally. So, but if you go to matinee. And then anyway. the tacos, you can have the tacos. So it's good. It's good to because because it's an easy drive. You get the parking. You have a lovely a thing a lovely evening of theater or day of theater and then uh you can eat and drink and be merry so leanne yeah. let, let's 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 set the stage uh the last show i saw at westport was flanagan's wake and then the world shut down and westport playhouse shut down yeah yeah where was... where, where do you come in well i i directed flanagan's wake Oh, and, finna get yeah. Flanagan. Right. I, that was a good show, too. Yeah, well, that was a blast. And we were really uh, starting to, like, just pick up some really good steam with that show. Um, we had such a fun cast and it was such a, a unique kind of experience for the audience because it was a scripted play with a lot of improv and audience participation and lots of drinking and, and people were really having a good time. And then, yes, dun, 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 pandemic. That, that, that's a theme of the a lot of the things at Westport. Because uh, Shakespeare was there many times, and yeah. then uh, the wake and a lot of drinking going on with the audience, which is great. I loved that uh, aspect of it. Well, that's what's so interesting about that that theater and our audience, because we have that drinking party crowd that want to see Shakespeare, that want to see Flanagan's Wake, and then we have, well, you know, a, a more sophisticated crowd that wants to see, uh, well. You know, something with a little bit more. Um, Always Patsy Klein. Yeah, we're not cerebral, but uh, yeah, or Discover Da Vinci, which we're we're bringing in next, or even you know, like the Church Basement Ladies, or something that's just not quite the the you know the Carnival cruise ship atmosphere, but a little bit more uh, tuned in to a more traditional theater going experience, I guess. Um, but yes, so the pandemic happened and as as we all did we shut down and you know as you know as theater people it's been tough for for this industry really tough and a lot of changes 
occurred in our community. A lot of theaters had to had to close their doors permanently, which is heartbreaking. Many have had to kind of augment their what they're putting out there or where where they're putting it out there. So you know, obviously a lot of changes. Um, as you know, Paul Emery, who was very successful out there and was doing some great work, decided that um, it was it was best for him and his company to move on. And that's when Lenny Mink and Dan Byington enter the picture. And um, they, they, were, um, they were referenced to the Playhouse by, you know, a friend of a friend of a friend who heard that it was vacant. And thankfully, they decided that it was worth stepping into and stepping up for and have uh, really done some incredible uh, renovations and upgrades and are looking into the future with with a really kind of spectacular vision for what that place can be. Well, that's wonderful to hear. I met Dan because he was a producer on the movie Bad Grandmas. Yep. Yep. That's how I connection. That's how I knew who he was. Yeah, so, but yeah. I don't know Terry Mink, but uh, you all have uh, had uh, been on local media. There's a lot of clips with uh, with Lenny and with you talking about this new Da Vinci and Michelangelo experience. So tell us about what this is. So this is a show that was created by a team of brothers, <clears throat> Mark and John Rogers. And Mark is the one actor in the show. And John is uh, the, the producer, the creator. He helps with all sorts of technical elements of which there are quite a few. And uh, they just came off a very successful off-Broadway experience at uh, a playhouse, uh, the Soho Playhouse. And um, I think over a hundred performances there, which is pretty cool. They've been in other theaters in different parts of the country. And so now they're coming to us. and. I think what makes this coming together of their show with our new theater space is that it really showcases and highlights the LED screen that they've put in. Oh, it, you know, as as you know, that theater is very small; it's very intimate. The stage is close to the audience, and now on the back wall, the entire back wall is is a video wall. Oh, wow! Because at for Avenue Q, they just had the two little ones up in the corner. And this is more like what the Muni did with when they have the video board in the back. Yeah, yeah. Except for at the Muni, of course, that stage is it's, gigantic. It's gigantic. And this yeah. is more intimate and you could run across it in a matter of seconds. But I'm sure it's beautiful. It's really perfect for this particular show because this show celebrates the work of Michelangelo and Leonardo da Vinci. And there is a lot of imagery and a lot of media. And it is so stunning to see some of these works of art in this giant, giant platform right in front of you. And then Mark, as the actor, really brings their stories to life and really brings their, their brilliance to uh, just this wonderful, like accessible place for, for the audience. And so it's a really, it's a really good collaboration for our first uh, sort of grand opening and it's a great way for us to really like take that screen out and see what she can do that's it i, I know it's on my radar i'm planning to come because i'm intrigued so with the success of 
the Van Gogh experience, which was at the gallery, and they're bringing in the Monet experience, which are gigantic installations. Uh, this is more intimate, but it also satisf satisfies our curiosity about art if we can't go to the Louvre or Italy. Yes, yes. And I think it's really cool that we are celebrating the Renaissance with our own renaissance of kind of rebirthing the theater so there's something that's that's i don't know it's just very serendipitous that that we we found each other that is very cool uh, that is really so you have big plans and they have big plans so will you be using local performers in in musicals and plays yes yes as a matter of fact we hope to use local artists in a lot of different ways. Uh, with the with this screen, we have so many different capabilities to host things like film festivals and you know movie nights, maybe a Rocky Horror sometime, you know, <laughs> things like that. We can also do different kinds of like speaker series things and and talks and and of course, you know, corporate events and things like that. But um, they're talking about also doing gaming events. Ooh. which I don't really know much about. So I sh probably shouldn't talk about it in public, because, <laughs> but it's apparently very popular and people come and they watch people play video games and yes. on a giant, that could be fun. It's eSports. eSports. That's it. Yes. I need to learn how to say that correctly. So <laughs> and I can talk about it a little more intelligently, but to go back to your point, Lynn, or your question. Yes. I'm really, really, we have such a wonderful talent base here in St. Louis and I'm one of the things that makes me feel very honored to be in this position at Westport is that I can bring that community together and offer them some work and some opportunities. And we're also really committed to partnering with different theaters. And, and I'll put that out there into the world. I've talked to a few and, you know, there's some ideas in the works, but uh, we really want to bring the community as a whole into that space and really cast a wide net as far as the content so that we can really offer something for everyone. Well, the new, it's a new website. It's thewestportplayhouse.com. And if you go there, you can get tickets to the Titans experience, which includes a discount if you go to the website. But well, I'm going to make I, you go there. Do, do go there. And there is there is another Westport Playhouse in like Connecticut or something. So I hope that that doesn't uh, no. grow you. Um, the WestportPlayhouse.com. Yes, yes. Or you can also go to Westport Play and it'll direct you there. So that's another option as well. Um, is, are we are we going are people going to see this this weekend? Uh, yeah, yes. it'll be it'll be up this weekend. OK, because I have a coupon code then. Uh, oh. And it is this weekend. So if you type in, uh, you know, when they ask you for a coupon code, if you type in this weekend, all one word, all lowercase letters, you can do a buy one, get one free. Oh, nice. Very nice. And you will be in the cool comfort of a very nice space as opposed to being outside in the heat advisory. Oh my gosh. Yes, definitely. Are you, are you, and you can go to Kobe beforehand or have some amazing drinks or you can just, you know, go there's, right to the show. There's something else you can do beforehand that I want to point out. And that is we're going to have an exhibit in that hallway outside of the theater of scale models of Da Vinci's inventions. 
Oh, oh wow. wow. They are so beautiful. And I don't know if the, 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 the exhibit actually came to St. Louis maybe like 10 years ago. And it's run by the same gentleman who uh, created this show. And they are allowing Westport to put these up in the hallway. And there's a little app on your phone. You can listen to some information about them. And they're, they're just going to be stunning. So it really adds to the whole experience of the show. You're not only watching something, but you can interact with something as well. Well, that sounds wonderful because I think that's one of the aspects that we aren't familiar with. Everybody knows the Mona Lisa and the David and, and all those things. So now we have this, this is great. Yeah. yeah. And that show goes into how brilliant Da Vinci's inventions were and how, uh, how many of them we still use today, how many of his, his, uh, engineering ideas are still in in practice in our day-to-day lives. It's pretty cool. Well, excellent. Go to thewestportplayhouse.com or westportplay.com and use the code this weekend and you can get a BOGO. We like the BOGO. We love the BOGO. So Leanne, without giving anything away, how long is this show going to be and what do you see coming up next? Uh, so the show runs until August 28th. So every weekend until until then, um, we're also doing Thursday matinees. A lot of times people like to uh, see a weekday matinee. So that's that's an option as well. So Thursday at two, Friday, Saturday at seven and Sunday at two. And then coming up for the next couple of months, we are are hosting quite a few events, meaning we're not producing them ourselves, but we are opening our doors to different entities that are bringing things in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and I also, as a way to kind of like broaden our, our footprint here and, and, and share some experiences. So there is a 24-hour play festival from the Tin Ceiling Theater Company coming in on Labor Day weekend. There is the Haunted Garage Film Festival, which is a horror film festival. Yes, our friend Frankie's going to have a film in that. Yes, yes, he is. But Frankie's running it. That's, uh, his, that's this even is, better. Yeah, yeah. And it's huge. I mean, it's going to be really cool. There's like a, a makeup artist from The Walking Dead who's going to do a demonstration and really cool. So if you're into horror movies, this is a great experience. Uh, a lot of the theater and cabaret talent are putting together a benefit for Ukraine. That's nice. on 17th, Songs for Ukraine. Um, and then we've also got some live music coming in. We've got, we're going to try to get some kind of movie night going or sing along movie or something fun like that. And then we are producing in house a holiday show. And so in the month of December, you can come back and see something festive. My daughter, what at the last holiday show, my daughter was the Virgin Mary and she had one line, the baby Jesus, that was her one line, but she was in a Christmas pageant and my wife has pictures. <laughs> I bet, I bet brilliant. She was great. The baby Jesus. That was her one line and she did it perfectly. Oh, I'm sure she did. Well, she's, <laughs> she's more than welcome to audition for to us. To do again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just know from experience that anytime during the holiday season, you put a holiday movie or a holiday play and it's golden because people are just looking for things to celebrate. And uh, I remember uh, when my son was working restaurants, uh, one did um, White Christmas and he came home and he goes, mom, it was all people your age. 
<laughs> so it was like, okay, whatever that means. So yeah, no, this is exciting. I'm excited because everything uh, that has such a unique personality out there and it's just fun experience and uh, you're just guaranteed a good time. Yeah, thank you. I think I think we're really building on the legacies that have been created by our former kind of predecessors, Paul Emery, Stages St. Louis, Tom Clyde and G4 Productions with Menopause Musical. I mean, there's just been such a wonderful lineage of, of excellence there that we hope to maintain and build on. You well, you appreciate what came before you in building on that. That that is a good thing to have. Well, yeah. back back in the mid uh, early '80s, um, I was working at the St. Louis, the late great St. Louis Globe Democrat, and uh, the entertainment editor at the time, Frank Hunter. Uh, I said, hey, I can do theater reviews if you ever need them, because I knew he was the grand poobah. And so he started giving me the lower tier ones. And I went out to Westport Playhouse several times for things, including a Dick Van Patten original play with his family. <laughs> wow. So the Van Patten kids, but Dick Van Patten came to the Westport playoffs with the play. And I just remember that was new then in the early eighties and they were trying to get things together. And then it's had this history. Seinfeld played there. I was there. I was there when Seinfeld played. Yes. And what well, was it? The funny bone or whatever that was. No, it, it was, it was downstairs. The Westport playhouse had, used to be downstairs where the hotel met in a, like a convention kind of room, but this, this place is better because it has better seating. Yeah, it does. Uh, the one you're referencing is the one that was down in the round. In the round, yeah. in the round where I saw, I also uh, reviewed concerts there. I reviewed the three dog night, but I think it only had one of the dogs. Only one and, dog. Uh, one of the dogs at the time, because this was early, this was mid eighties. Right. And I, uh, according to my children who were like 11 and eight at the time, I, they did not to, care. No, no, they didn't care. I didn't take them to that, but I took them to weird Al Yankovic <sighs> at 1996. Now see the thing weird Al could do. Well, he would do an amazing show at the new Westport because of the video screen behind him. Oh, he puts on a fantastic show. We'll and, give him a call uh, then what was really cool because it's the Westport. Uh, so my kids were like, this is the greatest night of my life. That's because <laughs> they were 11 and eight, you know, but we parked, we uh, parked in the garage and we ate at Ozzy's and we were coming back waiting for the elevator and out steps weird Al Yankovic by himself. And my kids got to meet him. And so that was really cool. But how cool was that? That like, mm -hmm. you know, at the Westport Playhouse, you're just you're waiting for an elevator and up out weird Al. So well, now Ozzy's is two different restaurants. Yeah. Ozzy's used to be one and now it's two. Well, you know, things move on, but it's a great space and I'm so happy for you. It was really smart on their part to hire you because you've been everything there. You've done every job possible at that theater. You've acted, you've directed, you've helped produce, and now yeah. you're doing this. So congratulations. Thank you. You know, it's funny because I have, I've done, I've done, I've worked backstage for shows there. I've sold merchandise. I've, I've done all sorts of different things. And, 
And now it's kind of come full circle where the position that I have, I have to go back to sweeping the stage because, you know, that's <laughs> what the artistic director does. Only this time I'm so, I'm so much more pleased about it than I was before. <laughs> Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming and uh, we hope to see you soon and keep us posted. Okay. I sure will. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, thank Leanne. You. Have a great weekend. You too. What is it about August? Uh, I don't know. The bad we, movies, bad movies come out in August. And so that's theater true. ramps up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yes, we do have some bad movies to talk about, but actually some few little surprising August releases. All right. So let's talk about the big, Brad Pitt movie, Bullet Train, which I did not see, but you did. I did. This is a and summer joyride. It's fast. Why is it out in August? Why it should have come out in May? Or because, did you have to stay uh, away from the Tom Cruise juggernaut? Yes, and because it doesn't hold up as much, but we'll get oh. to that. It is one of those action-packed, frenetic. It's Guy Ritchie meets John Wick. Okay, I thought you were going to say this is a Guy Ritchie movie. It is not a Guy Ritchie movie. No, it's David Leach, who, fun fact, is a stuntman turned director. He did one of my favorite action movies of the past five years, Atomic Blonde. And Mm -hmm. he also did Deadpool 2. I love Atomic Blonde. That was one of my top movies that year. Atomic Blonde is so good. I really hated one of the choices they made story-wise but I still love the movie. Yes. And uh, he was Brad Pitt's stuntman. Yes. On Ocean's Eleven and Fight Club. And also, you, you, I think you might have glossed over or I interrupted you, but he, he directed John Wick. Well, he co-created it. Right. He and, he and Keanu created John, the John Wick another juggernaut but yes so he has he knows what he's doing with action films i know this is um this is a rather messy uh if you're just looking do not think when you're watching this movie (laughs) do not think about this movie how's my uh girl joey king in this movie oh she's quite good the cast is very entertaining uh it is uh very uh slick it's on a train. It's on a bullet train. So there's five assassins all on this train. Uh, Brad Pitt has been told by Maria Beadle, which is the title of the book it's based on 2010, that he's just he he's a snatch and grab guy. Go in, get this briefcase of cash, get off the train. Well, and that's, that's what we've seen in the in the trailers. But we have not we didn't see who Maria Beadle is, though. That is Sandra Bullock. And that is why uh, they did Lost City together, because they worked on this movie first. Ah, aha. So uh, this has got a a weak story and uh, the logic is full of holes. And so leave your brain at the door. Watch the people be fun. It's very, very bloody and violent. And the mayhem gets extremely gruesome. And uh, one of our fellow reviewers, Alex McPherson, said he doesn't like when they have all this gratuitous, horrible violence and then yucks. 
like, oh, black comedy. Let's have some fun. Let's have some lighter moments. The humor comes with Aaron Taylor Johnson, who is now in those in the Marvel movies because he plays Wanda's brother. Well, he did. Well, he did. He did. But go ahead. Okay, and then we have Brian Tyree Henry, who's quite yes. the versatile character actor. And uh, I always love this fact about him. He was the original warlord in Book of Mormon. Yes. On stage. So he's known for Atlanta. He's known for uh, lots of great little turns in movies. And he plays, they both play brothers. They call them the twins. Brian Tyree Henry and Aaron Taylor Johnson. And uh, one of them is Lemon, one of them is Tangerine. Uh, hmm. Brian's uh, character is fascinated with Thomas the Tank Engine and relates everything in life to Thomas the Tank Engine. So okay. when he says you're a diesel, it's not a compliment and it's <laughs> a clue in this okay. movie. So we have, uh, we have Zazie beats. We have Joey King who plays. She's very manipulative in this movie. You will hate her. She plays a character who acts like a schoolgirl, but is lethal. Okay. Is this before or after she shaved her head? This is, this is before she has okay. a cute little Bob with a little schoolgirl outfit on. And uh, Michael Shannon plays a horrible guy known as, the white death so oh. we have this asian story about the elder the son the uh, we have that whole subplot well it drives the plot but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense and the the two act the son is like the weakest link of all the whole characters but the dad is actually uh pretty good as the elder because everybody thinks he's this old fool but he's actually very wise and i can't give away all the plot stuff because as thin as it is it has connect you have to connect the dots and also there's all these twists and turns uh there's all these and i hear there are a lot of cameos as well yes and we cannot give those away because i'm not going to do that okay but well, i wasn't really, asking you to yeah well no but they're fun they're really fun ca uh, cameos, and it harkens back to David Leach's career. Let's just put it like that. Okay. Now, uh, it's it's very uh, the everybody's using this phrase, so I'll use it to I'll join the club off the rails. Oh wow, boo! Because it goes two hours and six minutes. Oh wow! And at the 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 at the last twenty minutes, it's just over the top. It starts getting really repetitive. Like, let's wrap this up. Brad Pitt is very charming in this movie because he is playing, and this is now a new kind of character in these action movies, the nonviolent hit guy, hit man. Well, yeah, he's not there to kill anybody. He's there to get a briefcase. Right. And he's gone through anger management training, and he talks in psychobabble in new agey ways to console all these people that are slicing and dicing everybody uh a, a actor that we haven't seen in anything in a while logan lerman oh is in it it's it's funny because percy jackson's gonna be redone on disney plus and i find that interesting 
And then also the actor who's known as Bad Bunny. Yeah. Well, he's a he's a, he's got a top 10 song right now. He is in it. He's not an actor. He's a rapper. Speaks right. mostly Spanish. Right. And he is he's in this. And so it's an interesting cast. It's an interesting premise. It just goes nowhere. Let's put it like that. <laughs> OK, well, not to uh, not to keep the downers going, but I saw luck, which is the it's by Skydance and Skydance. Um, it's a bunch of former Pixar people and John Lasseter's in charge. And so I saw the trailer for luck and I said, oh, this is this looks like it's going to be good. It's their faces look weird. The story is about uh, a girl that is very unlucky. And of course they make her an orphan and she ages out. (laughs) She ages out of the system. And so she's on her own and she uh, is worried about other people at her orphanage. And she just wants to give one of these girls luck so she can find a forever family. And that's, that's what it is. It's uh, you might know who this person is, uh, Lynn. Uh, the character of Sam is played by Eva Noblezada. Yes. Well, she's in the other movie we're going to talk about today, Easter Sunday. Wow. Okay. Well, she's yeah. in this movie. Uh, Simon Pegg plays a black cat, but it's a Scottish black cat. And in Scotland, black cats are lucky. Uh, Jane Fonda and Whoopi Goldberg are in this. Uh, Flula Borg from Pitch Perfect 2 and one of Conan O'Brien's good friends. And Lil Rel's in this movie, and but he's barely in it. Uh, and John Ratzenberger, who has not been in a Pixar movie since I think Soul, I guess he followed John Lasseter over to Skydance to do this because he hasn't been in any of... He wasn't I don't think he was in Turning Red or Luca or any of those since he, like he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. I would know that. Uh, well, uh, it is on my uh, list of things to watch because it's Apple Plus. It's on Apple Plus this weekend. It's also in theaters, uh, but it's their faces. look Here, Emma Thompson was supposed to be the Jane Fonda character. And once she found out that Laster was involved, she got out. Yeah, it's one of these tainted projects, I'm afraid. Now, they're having a con to a challenge that if you have toast and you put jam on the one end and if you flip it and it lands with the jam face up, uh, they're having some sort of challenge. So, yeah, because that's one of the things she's Sam is very, very unlucky. That's her. That's her thing. But then she follows the black cat and gets a lucky penny and follows the black cat named Bob to the land of luck. And luck is a two-sided coin, not two-sided, but it's two worlds. One side is good luck and one side is bad luck. And of course, you know what's going to happen. And you just watch this movie and I can't stop looking at their faces because their faces look, you know how Polar Express, they said that they had dead eyes. Oh yeah. And, and these, yeah. Well, no, but that that's not the case in this. They have dead lips. Their their faces are just shaped funny. And that I couldn't stop watching them talk because it looks just like something's off about it. And and, and 
that that's just one of the things. The story, the story goes on way too long. It's a kid's movie and it's an hour and 45 minutes. It doesn't need to be that long. And it's not that, you know, it's not that strong of a film. There were some very pretty set pieces in it. I don't want to hate on this movie so much, but it's not from a whole bunch of guys that used to do Pixar stuff. Like it's directed by Peggy Holmes. She uh, did uh, Little Mermaid, Ariel's Beginning in 2008. And she also did one of my favorite Christmas movies, Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. So uh, she's she's worked for Disney for a while. And uh, I I really wanted this to be better because I was excited when I saw everybody that was in it. Um, no, sorry. <laughs> I, I get it. I totally get it. Uh, speaking of, uh, this is a typical summer release, mm-hmm. Easter Sunday. Yes, now, okay, I this was, movie uh, has been uh, touted for a long time. And then, of course, it got weird press because its star just broke up with Chelsea Handler. Oh, Joe Coy? Yeah, they were they were dating for a while. And then right before his movie comes out, they break up. Oh, okay. Well, go, well, ahead. He, go ahead. Okay, he is a Filipino-American who uh, has a successful stand-up career. He has three Netflix specials. He talks about his family. So this is the story. Uh, he didn't write it. It's other screenwriters, but it's based on his uh, comedy routines. And it is about his Filipino-American family. It takes place in between L.A. and the San Francisco Bay Area, where he's from, a suburb called Daly City. Fun fact, largest population of Asians in America, the contiguous 48 states. So interesting, isn't that? So it's direct. It's directed by Jay. Chandra Raskarhar from uh, Super Troopers and the Broken Lizard Company. Right. And he has done a ton of sitcoms, Community, The New Girl, The Goldbergs, etc. Now he knows he knows how to direct comedy. And, yeah. and he's he's been a part of that. He's been a part of Broken Lizards, I think, since the beginning. Well, he has a cameo as the agent, which is really funny. So he put himself in the movie, but it's slick. It's like a sitcom but that's okay because if unless you have been raised by wolves, you will identify with this family and Filipino Americans will love it. Cause I talked to some of our local restaurateurs who have a Filipino background after the movie, uh, the gorilla food truck guy and his family were there and I was talking to them and uh, everybody can relate to the, this family. The mom is a nag about, are you coming for Easter? Are you coming for Easter? And then um, I grew up and you did too, Catholic. And yeah. so this is a Filipino Catholic family and they're going to mass on Easter Sunday. And then they're having the big blowout family. Well, if dinner. they were really good Catholics, they would have gone on uh, Holy Saturday. The night before you go to the night before. Because then well, you have all Sunday. Well, uh, they make a joke about this infant of Prague statue that they just call baby Jesus. But all of us Catholics watching the movie go, that's the infant of Prague. My grandmother had <laughs> one in her living room. I suspect your grandmother might have had one in the home, too. Do you yes. Rec- 
Of course. Yeah. So the infant of Brock is a character in this and they call it baby jesus and i turn to jim bats and i go that is the infant of Prague." so so that becomes a whole shtick um the where it gets a little crazy okay so this is a family comedy uh he do you plays have to be is, it, is this going to be like big greek wedding where there's a whole bunch of inside greek stuff or is this accessible to more it's accessible to more but it is like my big a Greek family wedding. Uh, the um, the plot is Joe Coy plays a guy named Joe Valencia, and he is a uh, wannabe act, act. He's a struggling comic, but he wants to get into acting, and he has a sitcom pilot he's up for where he plays the wacky neighbor. Oh, go figure. And uh, this is during the Easter weekend that he has to keep auditioning for this part. And then also he is known for this Budweiser Zero commercial and his catchphrase. Everywhere he goes, people are shouting his catchphrase back to him. So that's the kind of Hollywood stick we have going. He has a troubled relationship with his teenage son who is in a private school his ex-wife is married to an la king's hockey player so he has to go to the gated community to pick up the kid the kid is like a typical teenager his dad's not there he's really, really grumpy and doesn't want to be but he likes his grandma and their family in san fran so they go on the road trip up there he meets a girl eva noblezato yeah, And uh, she becomes part of the plot. But every family has goofballs and gossips and uh, those, those people that always have a scheme going and they want to yeah. suck you into their scheme. And is it we, stereotypical uh, offensive? No, okay. no, no, none of I hear it. I hear it's short. Yeah, that's a good thing because this J director guy knows how to get in, get out, get the story done. Now, uh, the Chandra Sekhar. Yes. The aunt that the mom, Lydia Gaston is the mom. Uh, her name is Susan. She and her sister, Teresa, Tita Teresa, are having a big family war. Like who's looking, whose dress is better, whose food is better, who does a better job being a mom, all that kind and, of and stuff. And that's the beautiful Tita, Tia Carrera. Right. That's what was so surprising about this. Tia Carrera of True Lies and the Wayne's World movies plays this aunt. And yeah. we haven't seen her on screen for a very long time. So it's a very sprawling family. There are good cameos here. We have Tiffany Haddish, who is hilarious as this town police officer that once dated the Joe Valencia character. So there's a whole little thing there. And Lou Diamond Phillips plays a version of himself as an actor. How's, how's Jimmy O. Yang in this? He's funny. He plays this uh, retailer who has a merchandise on the side biz. So the only prerequisite here, it you have to know who the fighter Manny Pacquiao is. How do you say his name? Manny Pacquiao? Yeah, Manny Pacquiao. Okay. You got to know who he is because okay. he is a god and a hero to these uh, these families. Okay. 
Well, okay. So of the two movies you saw this week, which did you like better, Easter Sunday or Bullet Train? Uh, I gave Bullet Train a C and I gave Easter Sunday a B minus. So Easter Sunday by a nose. Right. And because it's amiable, it's amusing, it's not going to go anywhere. But for a summer release, it's warm hearted and it it just is a tale of family that everybody can relate to because everybody thinks their family's unique in terms of all the, you know, I always say that National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is more documentary than comedy, my family. And uh-huh. so until you see other people's families, you realize there's this whole connection that we're all connected to goofy people in our families. Now, uh, the other movie I saw this week is a digital and uh, on demand. And it's it's Katie Holmes's <laughs> pandemic romantic comedy drama. And she directed, wrote, and stars in this. Yes. And I, uh, it was only in theaters for a week, July 22nd to July 29th. And then it's been on demand and uh, uh, digital ever since. The reviews I hear are awful. It is not as bad as you think, but then it's not as good either because it's not very original. And at first I was like, really? But what I liked about it, was it got a great cast she's very charming she her she is in a relationship with a guy named john who is Derek luke and they were together in one of her first movies post dawson's creek called pieces of april yeah and he was he was antoine fisher right well you know, she was in that. And, and, and he's he's in the Marvel Cinematic. He's in the uh, first Captain Marvel or Captain America movie. Well, he's not in the movie too much. OK, so this is New York City. The first wave of COVID 2020. They decide that they're going to get away to an Airbnb in upstate New York because life is crazy. You know? Yes. So she gets there and oh, lo and behold, it's double booked. Oh, no. It's very late at night because uh, the boyfriend, Derek Luke, has had to stay in Manhattan and she has gone on ahead and her ordeal with all the subways and the trains and the Uber or Lyft. She has a Lyft driver. Um, It's all complicated because everything's shutting down. For instance, like she can't order pizza because all the restaurants are closed. Well, yeah, that's that's how New York was in Right. So it brings it all back. We have Andrew Cuomo's talking every day, uh, that whole thing. You have science. You have all this. And it seems like a lifetime ago. It does. And so it's all that we've got to wear masks. And the only uh, restaurant near this Airbnb that's open is a Mickey D's. But you can't go in to eat. You can get it. Order it. Yeah. Order it. So So, who's who's the double booking? uh, A guy named Charlie who is charmingly played by Jim Sturgis Ah, from across the universe. Yes. And uh, he is suffering a bad breakup and uh, he has enough savings to uh, just get away for two weeks. So she convinces him it's late at night. Can I sleep on the couch? Blah, blah, blah. 
that kind of thing. So, of course, in movies, they do that. Mm-hmm. And then they start being uh, developing a relationship because they're ta- it's a very talky movie because they're talking about their dreams. They're talking about their lives. They're going on about everybody's worried. Nobody knows. Oh, she said her employer. Oh, get this. She's a food critic. Like, that's believable. Well, so, well, in New York, I it, it is a thing. But back in 2020, uh, all the restaurants shut down. So a food critic would have nothing to do. Right. And then she says she's trying to be a vegan, but then she chows down the McDonald's like, like, you know, it's like Nirvana. So she has a, uh, her character is a little interesting, but his character is the more interesting. His mother is played by Melissa Leo, Oscar winner. Yeah. And uh, they FaceTime and she lives alone. And she's talking about how nobody's allowed in the apartment community uh, in the apartment building she lives in. So her weekly dinner with her friend camp captain and she goes it's really hard to lose your rituals and i think we can all identify with that so there's some little things about the pandemic that brings it back now why would you bring it back of course being <laughs> why, this why do rom- we want to remember this right so being this romantic comedy of course they fall in love well so- who are the two girls from girls oh zozie mamet plays uh, her best friend who she talks to on the phone and she's her conscience. She's her bouncing off things to her. She has a, uh, she has a relationship with her grandfather who has dementia and Surrey Cruz sings the song blue moon over the opening credits. Huh? Suri is 16 and her mother has dedicated the movie to Suri. Mm -hmm. Now I can't remember how long she and Tom Cruise were married, but Katie Holmes is still very girlish looking at 43. Yeah. So she has that going because she's always been appealing. I love Joey. Joey. Yeah, I know. I love Joey on Dawson's Creek and I'm glad she picked Pacey. Just saying. Wow. Keep going, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and she was good in Batman Begins. Yes, she was. I wish she would have been. I wish she would have kept going. Me too. I always say that about but that. I believe that was Tom's fault. Yeah, probably. Well, OK, so and d- you say it's not as bad as I've heard. Yeah, it's one of those where you think it's going to be awful. And it, it actually pleasant surprises you because the two people have charisma and they actually, um, you know, but it's totally unbelievable because all of a sudden Derek Luke shows up like, what the hell is going on here? Because mm-hmm. she had told him in an earlier conversation that they should take a break, oh. that they're at different places in their life. So she thinks they're on a break. He doesn't think they're on a break. So it gets awkward. <laughs> well, let's let's uh, do a pivot here and. Tell tell us uh, a play based on a movie that was based on a book. What happened at the Muni this week? Well, opening night, the second act was rained out, unfortunately. But they did issue rain tickets, which they usually don't do if the first act is done. They said as soon as people came back from 
uh, intermission, the deluge hit. And, you know, first act is so oppressive because Celie goes through hell on earth. And second act is the joyful, hopeful. Right. They didn't want people to leave depressed. But they had to. And apparently everybody was so because it was just sheets of rain and the Mm. wind and uh, it was pretty awful. I was there Thursday night for press night and it is probably the best ensemble of the year. The girl who is playing the lead is incredible. Now, there's a reason that the two Broadway productions, uh, the the actress who played Celie has won the Tony for Best Musical, including Cynthia Riva in a Revo in 2016, because that was the Hamilton. Hamilton juggernaut and she beat Philippa Sue. So, and then hard to do. I know. And then the original production of color purple on Broadway, that actress, uh, the name escapes me. She's got one name. She won. So it's a powerful part. Of course, this girl, Anastasia McCleskey. Oh, LaChance. LaChance. This chance. Yes. Anastasia McCleskey is fabulous. She cries real tears during I'm here, which is the big sig- a signature 11 o'clock song in this show. It got one of the longest ovations in Muni history. Wow. I expected people to stand up, but they didn't stand up. But the, the, the ovation kept going and going and going. And then finally they had to, you know, come in. But this <laughs> this production, uh, Nettie is is outstanding. Nasia uh, Thomas, she was in Smokey Joe's last year, and okay. Suge Avery is new, uh, and uh, she is another fabulous. Uh, Tracy Beezer, and she just sashays across that stage like she owns it. And Evan Tyrone Martin is Mr. And uh, one of the standouts are Gilbert Domaly as Harpo and Nicole Michelle Haskins as Sophia. They are really cute together. And their story arc is heartbreaking, but also joyful as well. Now, this is just so beautifully staged and directed. You, the First of all, the production elements, the stage is awesome. The lighting design is one of the best ever at the Muni. But this ensemble, the harmonies are glorious. And the book, I'm, you know, the book isn't the greatest book of a Broadway show, but this cast sells it. And it's so it just sucks you in because it's just such about grace and forgiveness and mercy and hope and faith and all that. And it's just so when you leave, I mean, I was like in near tears, like for a lot of this. And when you leave, you just feel the power of hope and faith and love and they got a huge ovation people i noticed a lot of first timers at the muni last night which is a great thing 
and somebody had contacted me on uh, uh, sent me a message saying she was going for the very first time to see colored purple and she wanted recommendations about where she should sit so i think we're going to have a lot of that but this is a big first for the muni big first in many ways uh, apparently the production team is connected to the chicago jury lane theater they had an acclaimed production of this in 2019 so they brought lily ann brown the director uh choreographer brian arzel and music director jermaine hill now they are in a rehearsal hall again uh-huh so but they did have one little lift they used but they didn't use the big lifts so they probably had to restage that well you know they're they're getting ready to make a movie of this musical Spielberg's together with Quincy Jones and Oprah to, and uh, Scott Sanders to do a musical of the movie or musical of the play. Yes, I understand that. Uh, the Alice Walker book in 1982 won the Pulitzer prize for drama and the national book award. And her story, I mean, this story is just heartbreaking yes. that this oh my god what what this woman had to endure uh beatings and rape and incest and uh just being treated just so awful like like non-human and uh uh what she goes through but the second act is redeeming and it's good uh, not to say that other bad things happen, but we span decades in this. Yes. So. It, it was, you know, it was, it is a very moving story. And I'm, I'm glad that people in St. Louis get to see it. I am too. And also of uh, really fun fact, Mike Isaacson was part of the original Broadway producing team in 2005. Well, that's I guess that's one reason it's here. He's probably been wanting to bring it here for a while. I know. And this is the first uh, time. So we're very fortunate that it's here. Uh, a couple other things. Shakespeare in the Park is happening uh, the whole month of August. 24 dates. I am sure Wednesday night's opening at Tower Grove Park was rained out. Don't you think, Carl? Oh, absolutely. It was. And then uh, Belleville is this weekend, uh, Saturday for Bellevue Park. And we're going to have Edwardsville and East St. Louis in the mix and then all over St. Louis. So it is a Afrocentric musical, 90 minutes of a, sum a Midsummer Night's Dream. A Midsummer's Night's Dream. A Midsummer's Night's Dream. Wait. A Midsummer Night's, Night's dream. dream. Yes. Yeah. And well, so the, I think that's exciting. There's six cast members. Uh, Taylor Cheatham, who's an award-winning St. Louis Theater Circle mm -hmm. person. And uh, Ray Davis, who's a nominee. She's fabulous. And uh, four other people I'm not familiar with. But it's directed by Trayvon Griffith known as Trey G and I had the fortunate uh, experience of working with him when he was a marketing assistant at the black rep ah. and he is a very inventive director I've seen some of his work and so this is really exciting that it's free Shakespeare and it's going to every part of St. Louis for the next month 
Well, get out and see it. Lynn, where can we find you on the social? I am in all the socials and I am on KTRS every Thursday night with Ray Hartman. Miller Furniture presents Lynn Van House goes to the movies after the 10 p.m. news. And I am on I'm in Webster Kirkwood Times and I am also I have a website poplifestl.com. I, all my movie reviews can be found on Rotten Tomatoes and my theater reviews are always in poplifestl.com. And I don't want people to miss two things this weekend. French Film Festival, Cinema St. Louis. They have a Josephine Baker, Siren of the Tropics. I love Josephine Baker. I know. And all these wonderful French movies and uh, In the Heights is such a jubilant celebration and it's so well staged. Louis Selgado is the director, choreographer, and he was brought in by Andy Blankenbuehler to the original work. And so, and then the original scenic designer designed the stages, designed the set at stages. And this cast, that's another cast. When I start voting at the end of the year for- You're going to be- Oh my God. I still think Sweeney Todd is a masterpiece and uh, that's going to be the one to be, but all these ones this summer and at stages and, and you're in town at new line. It's going to be hard, hard, hard. The spelling bee play musical starts at stray dog this weekend. If you are fans of the 25th annual Putnam County spelling bee. And the Yankees are in town playing the Cardinals with our new pitchers. And, and if you want to see, if, if you want to see Matt Carpenter, he's in town this weekend. And you he's can, doing well. Yes, and he also, is. Also, Harrison Bader, we have to say goodbye to. Yeah, but, but he's he's injured, so he's not going to. I mean, he might be on the bench, but he's not going to be playing. He's injured. He's not coming back till September. Right. Well, I know he was a fan favorite, but we got to move on and win. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Carl, the intern. I'm with Mark Cox Monday through Friday on 97.1 in the morning and on the weekends, Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors on 97.1 and KMOX. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. Keep cool, everybody, and stay safe. And if you're still fishing things out of your basement, oh, God love you. I feel for you. I know. Uh, We just keep having these rounds the other night, six inches. Oh, my God. A lot of rain. A lot of rain. Well, take care, Carl. And next week, we uh, don't have many movies coming out, but we can uh, talk about the ones that we missed this week. (laughs) Yes, we'll do it. All right. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Stay safe, everybody.